The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy, our podcast series. We are doing these fortnightly and thank you so much for the positive feedback to them. Today I want to talk about Epsom salts. Yes, good old-fashioned folk medicine revival information. Information that I don't want to be lost and my life's goal really is as I'm nearing the end of my career um, and I say that as I'm in my 70s now, uh, I, I notice that there is so much information out there. You go into a pharmacy, um, supermarket, health food store, and you look at all the pills and potions that are there. Uh, there's not one vitamin C, there's probably 50 brands. And that's without an exaggeration. If you look at all of the products that are out there, it's just amazing. And to think that in order to be able to produce these products, there is so much money that is tangled up in this process. Many minerals and vitamins are synthetically recreated in the laboratory, whereas the minerals and vitamins can normally be gleaned from fruits and vegetables from fresh food. But there's one product that I want to talk about today as part of our podcast series, and That is, as I've said, about Epsom salts because there is so much that you can do with Epsom salts. But to start off with, let's think about what we want to be doing with the Epsom salts and where to buy it. Now, you can buy it that it's filtered and in very nice package boxes that are in the supermarket. However, I would recommend that you go to a produce store or buy bulk online. Getting them from a produce store, you can get large packs for a very reasonable price. But what's most important is that you must put it in a container that is air sealed. So you don't want it to be drying out. So the bitter saline spring um, at Epsom in Surrey, England, is where Epsom salt starts its journey. And the name was interestingly patented in 1695 by Neremiah Grew. Great name, don't you think? Neremiah, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H, and Grew, G-R-E-W. Now, Epsom salt is actually magnesium sulfate hepahydrate. This is a naturally occurring uh, pure mineral compound that is of magnesium and sulfur and it was traditionally produced by boiling down the Epsom mineral waters. But I want you to start thinking about Epsom salts and the value of it for the therapeutic benefit that you are able to achieve from it. In Folk Medicine Revival and through the Folk Medicine Revival Academy, which I've started, we are starting to put courses together around a lot of these products. So I would encourage you to just keep an eye on Folk Medicine Revival Academy and see as we're building our courses. Now, Epsom salts baths is probably one of the ways that Epsom salts was used and is still used. It is and was a folk medicine with an extremely long history of use and because of its 
resulting effects, it had been popular and is gaining popularity again, more particularly as people are looking back to what was to find out what can be. So the pendulum is swinging back. Epsom salts baths are used to ease pain and swelling that is associated with arthritis, fibromyalgia, bruises and sprains, and also to counter post-workout muscle soreness and tired, swollen feet and to soothe sunburn and psoriasis. It does have quite a softening effect on the skin, interestingly. As some salts dissolved in water, breaks down into magnesium and sulphate. And it is widely believed that the magnesium enters the body through the skin, although this has not been proven at this stage, but we do know that the effects are profound when you are using Epsom salts in a bath. So to prepare an Epsom salts bath, run the bath into get it hot but still comfortable to the touch. You don't want to have too hot a bath because it's not going to be resulting in the therapeutic outcomes that we want. So to the water in the bath, you want to add one to two cups of Epsom salts while the bath is filling and this helps dissolve it and break it down. But it's very important at this stage to mention that you want to have a bath mat because it can render the base of the bath a little slippery. So just be careful about that. So we get our Epsom salts dissolving down into the water. It's broken down into magnesium and sulphate. And as that magnesium is coming and addressing getting into the body, this is one of the most powerful and therapeutic agents to be able to assist the body to balance and settle, particularly where there's pain. Now, as we've said, we're going to be having the um, one to two cups uh, into the bath. And when you are in the bath, it is really important to be able to relax and you want to be able to allow time for the therapeutic benefit of the Epsom salts to work. Now, there, there was, uh, when this article was originally uh, written and put out there, and I'm redoing this now for the podcast, you want to make sure that uh, Epsom salts in a hot tub or any tub with jets is okay. Um, it's just really a cautionary that I add that in. Now, lying in that bath for 15 to 20 minutes, and when you get out again, remember that the bath can be slippery, so it's good to have that mat. You just want to pat yourself dry. Don't get um, too really dry. Just allow a little bit more of that absorption to come in and then put um, a nice water-soluble uh, cream to be able to have the skin moisturised. And again, moisturising against damp skin works well. Now, Epsom salts had long been used as a laxative and this comes up so many times um, for me in either clinic or when I'm doing presentations. People say, oh, can we use Epsom salts as a laxative? Personally, I don't like to see Epsom salts being used as a laxative, which irritates the bowel and it really can be quite harsh on the bowel. But 
What I do suggest is that with constipation, what isn't a bad idea is to have the baths and have the Epsom salts external to the body and then look at constipation from an holistic interpretation, drinking enough water, getting enough water-soluble fibre, those sorts of things, cutting down on sugar, white flour. But it always comes up whenever we talk about Epsom salts. Now, removing a splinter is an interesting one, and this really does work. For a splinter that's proving difficult to remove, and this is a deep one, you know, deep, firmly entrenched splinter, soak the affected area in a strong solution. Now, a strong solution would be one third of a cup of Epsom salts to one cup of water. And this is for about 10 minutes or so. The magnesium sulfate works beautifully by reducing the inflammation and softens the splinter, reduces the inflammatory process, and that makes it much easier to remove with tweezers or a sewing needle, or you may be able to squeeze it out. Now, I've seen that splinter removal one work um, so many times around properties, in workshop, workrooms, all over the place. Very old-fashioned remedy. It's as old as Methuselah works fantastically so put that one in the back of your mind if ever you get a deep splinter. Now skin exfoliation is a good one for Epsom salts because you need to be able to take the dead layers off the top of the skin to be able to keep it nicely rejuvenated. So a way to do that is it works beautifully as that natural skin exfoliating agent simply by taking a small handful of the salts and rubbing it gently all over the body. Don't do your face though. But then while the skin is damp from say a bath or shower, um, you need to just be able to rinse it off. For your face, simply mix one half to one teaspoon of the Epsom salts with your usual cleanser and apply the cleanser as usual. You can put the Epsom salts in with a moisturiser or some oil, coconut oil or um, rice oil, grapeseed oil, and massage that all around the body, working as an exfoliant. The, uh, the salt becomes an irritant, but that magnesium sulfate is also extremely soothing. And that's too where you've got lots of dry, irritated skin. The next one is the looking at the process of deep clean hand wash. Now, a deep clean hand wash, this is uh, obviously for people where they will get lots of ingrained dirt or grease. Uh, a lot of people who use this one, say fisher people, used to say fishermen, but in this day and age of the 21st century, we say fisher people, um, deep, deep cleaning the hands um, or say around the elbows is a fantastic one. So simply get equal parts of Epsom salts and a good quality oil like such as an extra virgin olive oil or a coconut oil and blend them together. Where you've had dirty jobs such as gardening or DIY projects or fishing, give your hands a deep exfoliating clean and this lubricates as well. So it cleanses and it is a beautiful exfoliant. Now, one area where I've seen this work beautifully is a non-toxic tile and grout cleaner. So it's one thing to do all the health things, but it's also interesting to add in a household balancer as well. This non-toxic tile and grout cleaner is excellent, 
and what you do is simply mix together an equal parts of Epsom salts with dishwashing liquid and apply to tiles and grout with brush. But just be sure to rinse thoroughly as the soap is quite slippery. This is an ordinary biodegradable dishwashing liquid. So equal parts of Epsom salts and dishwashing liquid and that will bring the tile and the grouts up beautifully and it's not toxic. I mean, this is one of the beautiful cleansing applications of using this particular product, cleansing and non-toxic put together. Now in the garden, magnesium and sulphate content of the Epsom salts is so effective and beneficial to the garden. Apply Epsom salts to any plant with yellowing leaves. Sprinkle generously around citrus trees and roses. And use as a soil conditioner when digging over garden beds. Add a tablespoon to the soil mix when potting up your plants. And sprinkle around slug affected areas to deter the creatures that come your way. So in the garden, magnesium and sulphate content of Epsom salts is absolutely fantastic. I've actually seen citrus trees really thrive once Epsom salts has started to come in. And we were doing some growing trials on finger limes and we found that just a teaspoon sprinkled around in the container every couple of weeks worked fantastically. Now, whenever you read anything about Epsom salts baths or putting your body in the Epsom salts bath, you really will notice that um, there's lots and lots and lots of information um, and heaps of it out there. But what I would like to add is, is that I find one of the best applications is the bath. And without question, magnesium is a mineral critical to our health. And that critical to our health comment that I've just made is so important. Many of the claims made, such as um, there, there are heaps of them, if you have an Epsom salts bath, you can reduce high blood pressure. They really are accurate for ingested magnesium, but there's not a lot of evidence that, that the bath will absorb enough magnesium into the bloodstream, but doing both can be extremely therapeutic. And that's a really good thing to think about. Have the Epsom salt baths, as well as when we're looking at the ingestion of magnesium, so you would buy magnesium tablets or powder, and then have the Epsom salts baths. It's a great combination. There is an organisation called the Epsom Salt Council and they quote in an unpublished paper by a toxicologist that there is a rise in magnesium levels following a very hot Epsom salts bath but really that study did not control for the effects of taking a normal bath and there really hasn't been peer-reviewed published research to support the claim. In the International Journal of Cosmetic Science in July 2012, they still question whether there is um, enough absorption to make it therapeutic in isolation and to get the therapeutic benefits of magnesium. Still, I'm a firm believer in when we are looking at resting, relaxing in a bath, allowing the magnesium um, to be able to be, okay, it might only penetrate a small amount, but it's 
going through the body during a relaxing time. Now, although under the right conditions, including heat, high salt concentrations um, over cut or broken skin really can be quite healing, but it can also be irritating. So make sure that if you're going to be getting down into that bath, and if you do have any opened pores or open uh, cuts or abrasions, just do a little bit of a test area on it first for where any of that broken skin or cuts may be. There is a a comment in uh, June 2014, which was in an issue of Experimental Biology and Medicine. They concede that the word detoxification is also used with abandon, but again, research is lacking. They say that Epsom salts may be a good detoxifier, but there is uh, research is lacking. But there's also some research that says basically that an Epsom salts bath can assist with the detoxification of the body. So irrespective, I would be saying that therapeutically, bringing Epsom salts into your bath um, on a daily basis and using it as an exfoliant, using it as a cleanser, then you're starting to use Epsom salts extremely well. But the old-fashioned way of introducing Epsom salts into uh, the body, ingesting it, I don't really agree with it, again, because of the irritability factors. But folks, I do hope that you have um, a, a different view of what Epsom salts uh, is and what Epsom salts could be used for, and that you start saying, okay, well, you might have had uh, sore muscles or uh, bruises or sprains or uh, sore feet, swollen feet, um, soothing sunburn or psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, skin itches, all of that. Start thinking therapeutically about getting Epsom salts. But again, don't pay those big high prices for Epsom salts through the supermarkets. Go to a produce store where they sell horse feed and those sorts of things or go online and get it bulk. But again, just a little tip there before we finish is make sure that it's in a sealed container because it will go quite hard. So folks, until next time, please enjoy the journey into folk medicine revival and please continue to listen to the podcast and would you please share them and get them out there um, to help to be able to help more people in our community with information. It's free, with the information that is safe, effective and certainly is reenacting folk medicine revival. So again, find happiness in every moment and over and out. Until next time. Thank you for listening. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.